plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Whew. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash getmore. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is your team every day, your Detroit Lions. We're back at it on another edition of Locked On Lions. Matt Derry with you right here on Wednesday, January 18th into Thursday, January 19th, right here on Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for listening on audioboom.com and certainly on iTunes. Coming up on the program today, Free Press Lions beat writer, and star Dave Burkett will join us. We'll get Berkey's thoughts on the season, the offseason, free agency, rumors, everything else that he believes will happen with this Detroit Lions football team. We'll talk about it with Dave Burkett coming up in a couple of minutes. One topic that is highly, highly um, speculated and, sure, and certainly uh, talked about already is free agency and what the Lions are going to do on their offensive line. Oh, by the way, you can check us out on Twitter and tweet to me if you have any thoughts on the podcast at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, my last name Speaks, and also on the Facebook page, the Matt Derry fan page on Facebook as well. Here's what I want to say about free agency. Uh, The Lions have some guys that they can resign, some guys that they can let go, and they've got some money. Believed to be around thirty plus million under the salary cap to spend in free agency if they if they want to. And what was interesting was the other day, last week, Lions GM Bob Quinn made it a point to say he'd rather build the team through the draft and through he doesn't want to just spend all this money and, and build it that way. He believes in building it through the draft. And I think Bob Quinn did a great job in year one in the draft. Um, whether you go Taylor Decker, who made the uh, Pro Football Writers Association first-team all-rookie, Ashawn Robinson, Miles Killebrew, Dwayne Washington, Joe Dahl, Graham Glasgow. The list goes on and on on the amount of rookies that contributed to a playoff team this year uh, under new general manager, the maestro, Bob Quinn. The biggest free agent that I think the Lions need to re-sign and hopefully keep is right guard Larry Warford. The problem is, number one, Warford has said now, after four years with the Lions, that, hey, you know, I'd love to test the waters and see what's out there. Why not? Number one, he's on the Lions. And that's, it doesn't, I'm not trying to knock the Lions and go into a whole cliche about one playoff win in 60 years, but it's not like Larry Warford's on the Patriots. It's not like Larry Warford's in Pittsburgh with the Steelers where it's the ultimate place to be. I think Larry Warford would love to look around, see what's out there. Maybe talk to a winner, talk to a team that's better. And he has that right to do that. Um, Why not? He's a free agent. He says his heart is in Detroit. He certainly gives the Lions, uh, you know, will give the Lions some consideration. But also, there's nothing like going on a free agent tour, flying around, having your name out there, uh, you know, being bandied about and, and being discussed. 
And, and players have the right to do that, and agents have the right to put their players in that position. But I was thinking about this. If I'm the Lions, that's my number one priority in free agency is to bring back Larry Warford. Now, I understand that his partner in crime on the right side of the offensive line, right tackle Riley Reef, is also a free agent. I would let him walk. I think he's an average player. I think Larry Warford at times this season looked like the Larry Warford from, the rookie, from his rookie year. And I think you got to have some chemistry on that offensive line. This year, the offensive line overachieved. They did a nice job. And there were some moments where you figured, hey, Taylor Decker's playing well. Graham Glasgow looks good. Travis Swanson, if he can come back. Um, and again, that remains to be seen. And Warford, those guys did all right. I thought Larry Warford in the first half of the Dallas game was dominant against a pretty good front down in Dallas. But here's the problem. Money's flying everywhere in free agency, and especially with offensive linemen. If you remember last year, the top free agent guard was Kalichi Osameli, who signed for $10.8 million a year. $10.8 million a year for a guy that many of you don't even know who that is with the Oakland Raiders. All right? And he's 27 years old, so he's actually... Uh, a little bit older than Larry Warford. Um, also, before the offseason, uh, right toward the end of the season here, the Jets got Brian Winters, their starting right guard, on a new deal. Four-year extension worth nearly $8 million per season. That, according to the rap sheet, Ian Rappaport. And then Jeff Schwartz, the former Giant and Lion, who now does some analyst work, said... If these numbers are true on Winters, it will reset the guard market. He tweeted out the top guys this season will be looking at 10 to $12 million a year. Wow. For a right guard. So Larry Warford graded out as a better player this year than Brian Winters. So he's likely going to command between yeah, 8 and $12 million a year. And the question is, you know, would Bob Quinn invest that kind of dough and thanks to our friends at DetroitJockCity.com uh, who wrote about this. And I'm uh, pilfering some of their material here with, the, with these tweets. But would Bob Quinn want to keep Larry Warford for that kind of money? Now, remember, last year, Quinn drafted three offensive linemen. So if he believes you build the O-line through the draft, he's not going to re-sign Warford or Reef. But if he believes in continuity, which I do, and you want this offensive line to grow and play very well, I'd pay the man. I would keep Larry Warford around. Because, yes, you have Corey Robinson as a backup right tackle and maybe the heir apparent to Riley Reef. Joe Dahl could step in. But that means you have then are going to rely on Lakin Tomlinson to have to play. And what about Swanson and his injury and his head injury where he didn't return for the last five, six games. But there's something about continuity up front. I would keep Larry Warford. I think he's a good football player. And you don't want to have too many rookies and second-year players on that offensive line. A Locked On NFL Draft with host Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino is available on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson will preview the AFC and NFC Championship games this weekend. It's all right there for you. Check it all out on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
All right, a pleasure to bring this guy in on Locked On Lions. Dave Burkett from the Free Press covers the Lions and has done it very well for the last few years. Getting a little time off here before heading down to the Senior Bowl. What's up, Dave? Doing good, Dave. How you been? I'm doing well, buddy. Uh, fun year for you, right? Uh, it was fun to be on the beat. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, people always tend to think that us writers love the the negative. You know, when things are going crazy. But look, the the more a team wins, I think the the better it probably is for us. It's certainly the easier it is in the locker room to deal with guys and you know people around the team. So that's always helpful when it uh, when it makes your job a little bit smoother. You know, Dave, when the team was nine and four, what what were you thinking in terms of? Uh oh, it's 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 going to happen again. When you looked at the schedule, do you did you anticipate the kind of finish that this team went under? Yeah, I mean, it certainly didn't surprise me that they they lost out. I mean, I did pick them to beat Green Bay uh, week seventeen, just sort of thinking, you know, they're at home. Maybe this is finally the time that they uh, they get it done. But Aaron Rodgers has been on an incredible streak here the last two months, and so it's it's uh, you know you always knew that that was kind of you know playing with fire, picking against him, but. Look, I mean, nine and four. The way the Lions uh, got to that record, I think, surprised a lot of people. It wasn't the smoothest of sailing, but they still won nine games. And then, um, as disappointing as it was, and count me in the camp that you know, I think it's disappointing when you don't finish off, you know, a two-game lead in the division with with three weeks to play and you don't win that division title. I think you can certainly understand why they lost each of those final four games. I mean, they're on the road to some pretty darn good teams. You know, four other playoff teams, essentially, including that that playoff loss to the Seahawks, and, and all those teams, I think, were you know markedly better than the Lions. Dave Burkett from the Free Press joining me. Dave, you're very active on Twitter. You're always great with the fans and with the uh, your followers. What, what would you say now that the the season is wrapped up? Is the is the biggest topic, I guess, that people have not bothered you about, but want to talk to you about now that the season's wrapped up and 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 they're looking to next year. Man, uh, it's full steam ahead on free agency in the draft already. And I gotta be honest, you know, I haven't, uh, I haven't given much thought to the draft yet. Talked to a handful of scouts during the course of the season, you know, just sort of getting the lay of the land and, and asking about some local guys. But people are already asking who they're going to take at 21. Is this free agent legitimately in the mix? Look, I don't think any of those questions are, are known yet, right? I mean, the Lions are still sort of formulating their free agent plans. Um, you know, certainly they're still, you know, they, they're a long way from setting their draft board. I mean, this, that's what happens over the next couple months. Um, but I think, you know, those are the things because everybody realizes that this Lions team, even though they won nine games this year, even though they, they overachieved in some ways, they still have a lot of holes that they need to fill and, and a big hill to climb if they're going to, you know, contend for the NFC North in, uh, you know, future seasons. So I think a lot of people's focus is on that. And then internally from a team standpoint, you know, Matthew Stafford's contract, does he get it done? I think everybody thinks that will happen at some point this summer. And then what becomes of DeAndre Levy is maybe the next big question. Yeah, well, let, let me ask you about Stafford because obviously he took a giant leap forward from you know year seven to year eight. And I, I, I thought played very good football and at the end the injury, but again, he wasn't great at the end either. It's kind of funny because a year ago, I'm sure you were fielding questions about, you know, can we trade him? Can we let him go? Can we just let him walk? And now... Like you said, it's a no-brainer. They've got to have him back. Yeah, I mean, you talk to anybody across the NFL, and, and they think this deal is, you know, certainty to get done at some point this offseason. So, I think the only question is how much money is it going to, you know, come in at? Will Will Matt take a, a hometown discount? And you know, frankly, I, you know, I don't think there's any reason that he should do that. You know, he, he's got a 
a very good agent, Tom Condon, working for him, and you know he's young enough that uh, you know maybe if he wants to do something like that, he can do it on the next side. Bob Quinn obviously comes from a place in, in New England where Tom Brady has taken that sort of discount here the last few years. Um, but you know everybody I've, I've talked to expects Stafford to get a deal done somewhere in the twenty-five million dollar range here in the you know next few months. So he's pl- he played pretty well. I mean, he, he needs to be better. He needs to be more consistent. You know, you see in the playoffs now. I mean, maybe it's the the best quarterbacks going are, are the teams that are still alive. You know, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Matt Ryan's probably going to be MVP this year. And Big Ben's got a couple rings under his belt. So, you know, Stafford is not quite on that level yet. Uh, but if, if, if he can sustain the, the, you know, play that he had early on in the season, there's no reason that the Lions can't finally win a playoff game. Dave Burkett with me. Dave, how, how much did he miss Theo Riddick at the end of the year? It's, it's not something that's talked about much, but. Boy, oh boy, you know, Seattle game, Dallas game, even Green Bay, and, you know, the Giants, whatever. I think that defense is so good, but that's something that's not talked about enough. Is it the, how much he missed Theo Riddick at the end of the year? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, look, you know, this is an offense that, you know, they don't have any elite, elite, you know, players. So they're sort of the, the sum of their parts. And, you know, Theo's a, a big part of that, just what he does, catching the ball on the backfield, you know, the mismatches that he provides and, and you know, sort of how he, keeps the defense honest, I guess. I mean, if you have to worry about him coming out of the, the backfield and catching a ball in the flat and turning that into a you know, 12-yard gain or something like that, you maybe you can't bring the same pressures or, or maybe you have to change how you're playing in the back end a little bit. So, yeah, I, I think that there's no doubt that that hurt them and, you know, the, the injuries on the offensive line too. Riley Reef missed in the last two games. I don't think that's the reason why they lost those two games by any means, but certainly having those guys on the field late in the season would have been a big lift for the Lions. Great transition. I brought up before you came on here on the podcast about Larry Warford. To me, he's a better player than Riley Reef, and I know that right guards all of a sudden are commanding. I think Winters signed with the Jets for eight million, and maybe Larry Warford would command upward and upwards of ten to twelve million. Do you think, from what you know, that Bob Quinn would would fork over that kind of dough for a right guard? Uh, I think it's going to be tough. I mean, look, I think you. you Warford and Reef, right? I, I think there's a better chance that neither one of them is back and both will come back. I, I just think, you know, at some point, is, and I agree with you, you know, Warford had a pretty good season this year. Um, as a, as a rookie, you know, I thought he had a really good season too. Injury sort of, um, hampered his play those, those two in between years, but, you know, he's a really good player for the Lions. And, uh, it just, there comes a point in the building of every team that, you know, you have to let guys go and you have to, you know, play with the, the rookies and the backups that you have behind them. That's the reason why you draft and develop those guys. And as you look what the Lions have on the roster and, you know, what they've sort of done to, uh, you know, backstop those positions. I mean, Joe Dahl, Lakin Tomlinson, um, even Corey Robinson, a tackle who got a little bit of run this year. I think at some point you just have to, for the, the salary cap and the structure of your team, I think at some point you just have to let some of those guys go. And, you know, unfortunately that might be the entire right side of the line's offensive line this year. But, but I think continuity matters too on the O line and the fact that a lot of these guys played together this year. Yes, they, they, they shuffled the, the deck chairs a little bit with Glasgow and when Swanson was out, but, there is something to say about continuity, and I, I thought that group, when they were healthy, played pretty well, better than people thought. The line took a step forward this year. Uh, you know, I think there's there's no doubt about that. Taylor Decker at left tackle, he, you know, look, I, I mean, I, I charted all the sacks. I think I gave him eight and a half for the season. That's not a great year by a left tackle, but for a rookie, I think you can look at him and say, you know, he's going to be an anchor for the 
foreseeable future. Uh, Glasgow certainly looks like he's going to be a, a long-term starter for them. Travis Swanson played pretty well before the injury. I think you have the entire left side of your line back. And yes, you, you're right. You know, there is something to be said for continuity, but you know, maybe Lakin Tomlinson is better at his more natural right guard position, or, or maybe it's time for Joe Dahl. I mean, they thought you know highly of him coming out of the draft. Maybe it's time to give him a look too. So I think if you have that money to spend. You have uh, some guys on your roster that you can that you can save and maybe not take a huge step back on the offensive line. I think it might be better for the Lions to use their resources to get a, a big playmaker or two on defense or maybe even add to that running back or receiver position. Free Press is Dave Burkett with me talking Lions football here on Locked on Lions. Matt Derry with you. Let me ask you about um, DeAndre Levy. You brought it up before. I know the. I think it was Mike Stone or somebody asked Bob Quinn about it at that season-ending presser. And look, uh, but to Bob Quinn's credit, he's probably not going to show all of his cards at the final end of the year. Uh, you know, uh, press slap fest. But wh- where do you where do you think this organization's going with Levy, and where's DeAndre going? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I think, one of the, the biggest unknowns right now. And, and Quinn said some pretty good things about a pretty – he praised Levy, you know, after the season, said he, he thought he could get back to being the player he was a couple of years ago, like the way that he came back. But I went back and listened to that, that you know, press conference after the fact. And, and he, he didn't certainly didn't say anything about, you know, giving bringing him back for, for 2017 and sort of the – the, uh, the conundrum, I guess, that the Lions are going to face here in the next couple of months because DeAndre Levy is going to be 30 years old, I think, in March. You know, he's missed most of the last two seasons with injuries. Um, it was good to see him back on the field this year, but there's no doubt that he didn't play with the same, um, had the same sort of impact that he did a couple years ago. And if you're paying a, a linebacker $6 million a year, you know, I think that's a, a position that you need to get some sort of impact out of. So given the Lions lack of depth at that position or lack of playmakers, you know, I think that's one area that the Lions significantly, you know, need to upgrade this offseason. Levy's a, it's a complicated situation though because he's got, you know, part of his contract is, is he's got an injury guarantee in there. It becomes fully guaranteed once the, uh, the league year starts. You know, he, he might need some, uh, some more knee surgery. If that happens, then the Lions are going to be on the hook for him for $2 million anyway. So I think there's a lot up in the air with DeAndre Levy right now. It's funny how just because he writes a guest column in the free press, people think uh, you and him hang out and he gives you all the uh, the inside information. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I mean, you know, we're obviously grateful that, uh, that Levy did that, but I know Levy was like a lot of the uh, these guys with the Lions that, you know, Caldwell has them running scared to talk about their injuries and everything. So they certainly don't want to talk about anything on the record when it comes to what they're dealing with. I mean, there's a chance, Dave. They they would need three linebackers, right? I mean, I, I, that's why I've, I I like Tier White had a good guy, but you know, I know he had all these tackles, but didn't grade out real well. And I don't think he flies to the football like 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 some of the guys in the division we see. No, you know, I, I thought Whitehead played a little bit better as the year went on. You know, when he had some more people around him, you know, he had too much going on at first, and I, I thought that really hurt his play. And you know, that was part of the reason why the Lions struggled covering tight ends a little bit. Um, you know, they got Josh Bynes back, and, and that helped, and then Levy back, and I think that helped a little bit. But Bynes is a free agent. You know, I think, you know, Whitehead has one year left on his contract. I can't see him going anywhere. I would expect that he's going to be a, uh, you know, a starter for this team next year. But I think those other two positions are, are up in the air. You know, Bynes certainly could return. The coaches like him. Levy is under contract. Again, we don't know exactly what's going to go on there. You know, if, if the Lions truly do think he can get back to the level that he was at a couple of years ago, then you don't cut bait because, you know, he was such a good player in 2014. Uh, but if you have any doubts whatsoever, 
you know, I think you need to, I think one of the, one of the failings of this organization last year was that they didn't protect themselves enough from another levy injury given what he was coming off of. They, they just didn't do enough at that linebacker position. And I don't think Bob Quinn and company will make the same mistake this year. I think they'll make sure that they have another playmaker at linebacker and maybe they even address that need in free agency. Dave, what's your take on just the, the, the Quinn regime so far and the fact that, yeah, I think the fans should have some confidence that he can bring young players in. I thought his draft was very, very good. And if he thinks, hey, we need a linebacker, and he likes to get from Vanderbilt, whom, whatever, that he'll go and get the right guys. I have confidence in that. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, we we, we don't know yet. I mean, it's, it's been one year. I mean, it, I think it was a good year. Like you said, I, I think, um, you know, he helped he, – he, he, drafted a, a class that may be a foundational class in a lot of ways. You know, we look back at 2013 and we see a lot of those guys being sort of the nucleus of this team now, the Oritic, you know, Sam Martin, Darius Slay, Ziggy Yonsa, some of those guys. You know, 2016, that draft, they already got three starters out of it and, and Taylor Decker, Graham Glasgow, and Sean Robinson, and there's a few other guys in there that have the potential to be starters or significant role players going forward. So I think he had a good draft. One draft certainly does not build a resume, so uh, it, it sounds kind of, you know, where are they or what have you done for me lately, I guess. But but all eyes will be on Bob Quinn again this offseason and seeing if maybe he can hit on a free agent or two in addition to uh, to building another draft. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, Dave, about, about Jim Caldwell's situation. Do you anticipate another year being tacked onto the contract? Uh, what are you hearing? Yeah, don't know. I mean, the Lions have been pretty mum about that. I mean, just kind of knowing, uh, you know, what life is like across the NFL, I, I would, I would think that, you know, something's going to happen there. They give them some, something short, whether it's one year or two years, something that, you know, if they, if they do decide they need to move on after 2017, that it wouldn't be, you know, too cumbersome and hold them back from making that move. But, and, you know, frankly, I, I think, you know, you make the playoffs twice in three years, maybe you deserve some sort of reward too. So if you're going to keep them, I think you need to, to, you know, show a little gratitude towards them and, and, and give them a, a small extension. Um, but again, Jim Caldwell, uh, it's just a fact of life. He's going to be on the hot seat again next year and he's, you know, still coaching for a GM who didn't hire him in the first place. And those two Patriots coordinators, Matt Patricia and Josh McDaniels, uh, they're still in New England right now. So that's always going to be hanging over his head because of Bob Quinn's previous relationship with him, with them. So, um, you know, I think Jim Caldwell obviously back for 2017, but certainly not off the hot seat. Final thing for Dave Burkett from the Free Press covers the Lions. Does a great job for the Free Press and Freep.com. If you had to put your finger on the biggest need this off season, what do you think it would be? I think it's a defensive front seven player, you know, and, and maybe that's linebacker, maybe that's another edge rusher, you know, if there's some sort of pass rushing defensive tackle that they could find. I just think they, you know, they, to me, I, and I wrote a little bit about this after Jim Caldwell's final press conference because I, I think they need playmakers and I know he disputed that. And I don't just mean playmakers on offense, so a wide receiver or a running back. I think you need somebody on defense who can affect the game. Right. You, know, you need somebody that can get more than two interceptions or somebody that's going to get more than, you know, a handful of sacks. And I think that player needs to be in the front seven for the Lions. Ziggy Ansa this year, obviously hurt by the, the high ankle sprain. You know, he had a pretty significant shoulder injury a couple seasons ago. He's a really good player, but once again, he's got some health uh, questions. That linebacker core, we talked about how thin it is. I think the Lions need to get somebody in that front seven that can really impact the game. And I think if they do that, you know, I think this defense could uh, change for the better. Uh, 
uh, you know, they, they have Slay in the back end, they have Ounce up front. They have one more real difference maker on defense. I think they'll be, a, you know, on the verge of at least being a top 10 unit. I wouldn't mind a safety next to Glover Quinn either, you know? He's, and you know what? I mean, that's another guy. He's got one year left on his deal. He's, you know, 30 years old. So, you know, there's there's some age starting to creep up in some key players on defense, some injury concerns with, with some of the other guys. So I think, you know, you know what you have in Stafford. You have a left tackle on Decker. You don't have any superstars at the offensive skill position, but I think you have a, a competent enough core there that if you can really go out and find yourself, you know, whether it's somebody like a Jamie Collins in free agency or whether you're taking somebody in the draft, you know, I think that's the road that the Lions need to go this offseason. Dave, great catching up, brother. Always good to talk. Hi, Matt. We'll talk to you again. All right. There he is, Dave Burkett from the Free Press and Freep.com. Really appreciate his time right here on Locked on Lions. A lot of interesting uh, tidbits there, and we'll dive into some of those tomorrow right here on Locked on Lions that Dave said. But, uh, you know, I'd love a safety. I'd love a linebacker. I'm with him. Somebody on defense that could be a playmaker, whether it's the front seven or a safety. I think cornerback, and I know some people, oh, what about Jabril Peppers? Come on. Jabril Peppers, to me, I think would be a very good NFL running back. I do. But that's another story for another day. But thanks to Dave Burkett for joining me today. That's another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst list.